Welcome to the Debrief Podcast with Matt Brown, the podcast where pastor and author Matt Brown debriefs your questions about Christianity and current issues shaping our culture. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Debrief. I am super excited today because we have been talking about this for a long time. So we have two special guests in the audience today, and I just want to prep parents. Uh, we're going to be talking about sexual issues today, so if you have little ones in the car, I need you to make a decision right now, but we're going to be talking about all things sexual, specifically LGBTQ+. And uh, I have two of my good friends at Sandals Church, and I'm going to use the word gay, and then we're going to use the word same-sex attracted. I think that's what Cindy and I talked about a couple weeks ago in church. Um, But language changes so much. It's, um, you know, uh, one of my uh, daughters told me the other day that the word lesbian is offensive, and I was like, okay, I didn't know. So I'm just trying to... (laughs) I'm an old man now, so I'm 51 years old, and so I don't know what's offensive or not, but we're going to use the term gay first. And so I'm going to start out with how I met you, um, Anissa. So I don't know if you were there at the live episode. Yeah, okay. So we had this live episode for the debrief. I don't even know what episode it was, but they just let anybody come up and ask a question. And here comes Anissa (laughs) with her question, and I'm going to summarize because I don't remember exactly because I froze absolutely froze. (laughs) But you were like, basically like, I'm gay. I'm following Jesus. I'm married to a woman. We have kids. What do we do now? Right. That's okay. This is a live question and I panicked, but you, here's the first thing that I knew you were sincere. You were shaking. There's about a thousand people in that live audience. And I could not believe that you came forward to ask that question. And so that's how I met you. Mm I think I met Cindy later at church with mm-hmm. the kids. The kids were little then. Yeah. And I thought you frowned at me. I don't know if you did, if you were, were you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't like you very much. A little yeah. standoffish. Yeah. Because I mean, again, what is this cult leader? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, potentially, <laughs> potentially I'm stealing and you know, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to put words in your, in your mouth, but I'm trying to steal your wife from you, you know, your mm-hmm. partner. This is the woman that you love. How long had you guys been together at that time? At that time we were... Seven years. Seven years. And you had three kids. Mm -hmm. So um, how old do you think they were then? They were, your little ones were little. Liam was one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our young now he's nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So you had three little kids. And so, and so for our listeners, so here's this, here's this issue. So we're really talking about two sins according to the Bible. So one is the, the sexual act of homosexuality. And so I like to always be very, very clear with my gay friends that, uh, being gay is just like me being straight. So like right now I'm in front of you, I'm Mm -hmm. not sinning as a straight person. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing is true for a gay person. Just because you're gay doesn't mean that you are in this perpetual state of sin. It is the act, the pursuance, um, the desire. And so I was actually listening to this rabbi the other day, uh, talk about Jesus. And you know, and when Jesus says, if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've committed adultery in your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, in the Hebrew word, he was making an argument that Jesus doesn't say lust. He's saying covet. Mm-hmm. And so covet is the pursuit of something that is not yours and wanting what is off limits, mm-hmm. but you're pursuing that. And so he said, it's not just, the look is not just the look, it's it's the intent of moving towards is what Jesus is talking about, which those men were guilty of. But mm-hmm. so we have the, the sexual act of same-sex sex. And for our listeners, also sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. So if I have sex with someone besides Tammy, I am a, I am guilty of uh, adultery, sexual sin. And then we had this issue of divorce. And let me just tell you, Anissa, in seminary, your question, 
never came up. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And I I truly believe it was the Holy Spirit. So I I believe the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit was moving in you. Eventually he would move in Cindy. And in that moment, and, uh, and for all of our listeners who are scared to death to engage in these conversations, I think the Holy Spirit saved me. And what I said is, you two need to live as sisters. Right. I'd yep. never met Cindy, and you need to raise your children as a family. And and I just remember you looking at me, and we kind of just went on to the next question. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this is live right. in front of an audience of thousands and thousands of people. And I remember I had all my pastor friends uh, text me, and they're like, that was so good. I'm like, okay, so I'm not a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, so that's how we met. And over the years, we've become very, very close. And um, I just want to talk about that journey. But Anissa serves with me. Um, I'm trying to get her to serve closer to me because <laughs> so if you serve on soul care, whenever a woman comes up and talks to me, I always want another woman very, very close. And so I'm always Anissa. I'm like, get your face right in here because you're trying to be respectful <laughs> right, of what the right. person is sharing. Right. But I, I don't want... I want Anissa or, or whoever my soul care assistant is, I want them to hear every word. Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be, you know, in, in our day and age where men are accused of so many things and I'm a, unfortunately I'm a man, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm a man in leadership and I want our church to know that I work very, very hard to be above reproach. And so I'm like, Anissa, get, get mm-hmm. in here. So Anissa and I work together and you you pray with people after every service. Right. You're up front at the Hunter Park campus. And then Cindy works in fourth grade yes. with our kids. And, uh, and I just appreciate and love you both. But um, I would like to just briefly start off, share your story. We'll start with Anissa. Um, and I use the word gay, but you can use same-sex attracted. You yeah. can use whatever word you want. And just kind of share your story. And so we'll start with Anissa just because you're closer to me. And then we'll <laughs> move to Cindy. So uh, I'll help you. You were raised in a Christian home. Let's start there. I was, yes. I was raised in a very strict Pentecostal um, church. Like wild Wait. Pentecostal or just like where yeah, people... Yeah, I was wild. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah if we... I was Pentecostal, that's what I'm going to be. We're right. going all the way in. Yeah, so we we diligently um, attended church. Um, we were there on Sundays. We were there on Wednesdays. We were there on Fridays. So that's what I knew, you know, yeah. and thank God for my parents that they planted that seed because I wouldn't be here today yeah. had I not, you know, um, but... Um, I I was raised in the church and um, I, I gave my life to Jesus as a young girl. I was uh, about 12 years old uh, when I was baptized mm. and it was um, homosexuality was not something that I knew. Right. We didn't talk about that in church. Yeah. We didn't talk about that at, uh, at home. Right. So when um, I was approached by someone who who was gay, um, that was my first experience. Right. You know, and I and could you care if I just specify? Right. And this woman was in the church. Yes. So I know Anissa's story. Yeah. So I'm trying to help her. She's nervous. I am. But this nervous. was this was a church leader in the church that right. approached you. She was, and and it wasn't a secret. Um, yeah, okay. Everyone knew because um, when my mom had told me that um, she was a, a lesbian, I had no idea <clears throat> yeah. what that was. Yeah. So my curiosity was, what is that? You yeah. know, she then became uh, a leader in the church, and she was um, my youth leader. And that's how I was introduced mm. um, to that. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Um, I don't. Sorry, I'm lost. <laughs> it's okay. You don't. Um, well, I, I kind of threw you out there. So, so um, I'm gonna just jump in. So, you you had this relationship with her, and then 
uh, not relationship experience. I don't know what you would so say. So we were, uh, we did start a relationship and some people in the church did start to find out. Okay. And it was, it was not okay, but yeah. no one spoke about it. Mm. You know, my parents were not okay with it and it just led to so much, um, destruction in our family. And, um, uh, I ended up not going to that church anymore. My parents stopped going to that church. Mm. We did try to find another church to go to, but it was, it was out there because, um, the, the, the churches that we went to assemblies of God, they were very close. We had revivals, we had, um, mm-hmm. gatherings of the churches together. So it was, it was pretty small. People knew, um, one another. And I, we eventually just stopped going to church overall, but because, um, my parents were not accepting of this lifestyle, I then, um, ran away from home. Right. I was very young and I 16, right? I was 16 years old at the time. Um that also led to me dropping out of high school. Mm. I it was it was a difficult time. It was not accepted in mm. in school. It wasn't accepted at home and I didn't have anyone to talk to. Um no one no one offered any kind of um hope, suggestions, any um guidance, nothing. It was, you know, um just it, it wasn't there for me, yeah. you know. So um, we, she and I were together for quite some time, and eventually uh, we broke up. But that was the lifestyle that I knew, mm-hmm. and it was a lifestyle that um, I was comfortable in. You yeah. know, um, I did have an attraction um, to women when when I was young. I n- I had never had an experience with a man. You right. know, um, I will say I was insecure when I was younger, so I didn't notice if any boys noticed right. me. Yeah. So. Uh, that played a lot into it as well. Um, so yeah, eventually, um, I guess, uh, I, I was, I was in that lifestyle, I believe for, uh, maybe 13 years okay. or such a long time. And, um, I, I was, I was after my, uh, um, relationship, I was with a woman for almost 10 years okay. and, there was something already stirring in me where I needed to leave. I wasn't satisfied in that relationship. Mm. So we ended up breaking up. Um, but the enemy is still out there. Yeah. He's still there waiting. And, mm. and I was drawn back in and mm. that's when I met Cindy. And I, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it seemed so perfect. Right. We were, well, Cindy on, is amazing. She is. <laughs> Try. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's, she's great. Um, but everything just seemed like it was so lined up. Like we both wanted the same things. Um, we were both you and Cindy. very, yeah, yeah. We were very attracted to e- each other and we were ready to have a family. Right. We were ready to, to get married. And, um, that's where all of this started. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and I were, uh, together for, what do we say? Seven, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going too fast? No. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we were together for, uh, I think two years, uh, before, or a year before we had, um, our first child mm-hmm. yeah. who was our daughter and we had actually adopted her nephew, um, because her when sister he needed help. Old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her sister needed help uh, with him. So Is that the giant? Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. He's going to be taller guy. than me like next month. He's Every time I see him, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> okay, let's pause there and then let's get Cindy's story because you were not raised in the church. I was not raised in the church. Okay. You were raised in sports. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was. Um, anything to stay away from the house, that's for sure. Okay. Um, and why was that? Do you feel comfortable sharing? Or Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I was um, sexually molested by a family member oh, um, so about sorry. the age of eight years old, um, off and <clears throat> on uh, for about two years. Um, and um, 
I always try to find things to escape from yeah. from that. Um, so I always try to stay busy. Uh, I got involved in sports. Luckily, it was it was at basketball at the time when yeah. I was eight. Um, but I did attend Catholic church. I did the catechism. Okay. Okay. I did the first communion. I did um, whatever that next step is after communion. <laughs> yeah. Um, only attended church Sundays whenever my grandparents would take us and mm. then we'd be treated with McDonald's after that. Yeah. Um, but after a few years, um, well, early on before that, my, my parents were, uh, they divorced, um, mm. uh, about the time I was five years old, uh, due to infidelity on my mom's part. And, uh, my dad left us, uh, upset, of course, actually he didn't leave us. We left him, and we were homeless for about oh, wow. three years, um, off and on. <clears throat> We'd stay at different places. Um, so that was kind of my uh, childhood. Um, but yeah, rough. I, rough, but <clears throat> I still found joy because mm. I had three sisters who I can play with, who mm. were we were funny and fun and always good to have siblings. Um, but later on, uh, my sister, as we got older, uh, my my closest sister, who's about 11 months young, uh, younger than me, she got addicted uh, to drugs. And, and so I kind of feel like I lost a best friend at that oh, point. Yeah. Um, so in high school, I, I thrived in sports and that's where I found my identity. Mm -hmm. um, I was really good. People were noticing. Um, but uh, there was always something missing. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it felt like um, I was always looking for, for something to fill mm -hmm. that need, that fulfillment. And yeah. no matter how successful I was in sports, I still was not okay. I still mm -hmm. wanted more. So, um, but I was not same-sex attracted. I did find uh, women attractive, yeah. but I didn't understand <clears throat> what yeah. to do with that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was in my twenties when I was working as a security guard and, um, uh, my supervisor invited me over to her place and then that's where it all started. Oh, wow. So I was an adult, you know, yeah, yeah. but still I, that's where mm. that started. I didn't even realize that I had that kind of attraction to the point where I was going to do things. So. Right. Yeah. Mm. And we'll, I want to talk about that at the end, just how different it is nowadays, mm -hmm. because I'm, I guess, five years older than you guys, six mm -hmm. years older. You know, it just, <clears throat> you know, gay was not celebrated when we were kids. Um, you know, I, I graduated high school. I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. So a high school of 4,000 students, I didn't even, I don't even, I didn't even know of one student that was gay. I'm sure they were there, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I didn't know. I'm sure some of them were my friends, mm -hmm. but I didn't know because it was so taboo mm -hmm. then, but now it's celebrated. And so at the end of today's show, I want you to give some advice to our parents today, mm -hmm. um, because I know that there was wounding from your parents when you mm -hmm. were like, Hey, this is who I am. And they love Jesus. And so many parents today who love Jesus are mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to tell my kid. And I see parents make mistakes from completely affirming and changing their theology to doing what your dad did, which mm -hmm. is like, you're, you're out. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we, and we don't want to do either of those things yeah. because Jesus wants you to love your kids and, but not affirm. And so, so let me just ask you, who was drawn to sandals first and why? I was, um, <clears throat> how did you even hear about us? My sister actually lives very close. Okay. So her and her boyfriend at the time had found a sandals church. Okay. And when Cindy and I were together, um, 
we were looking for a church because we had a family and yeah. that was something that, you know, I was used to doing. Right. So, um, but that didn't work out. You know, we went to churches and they were really weird. So we were yeah. like, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, we were looking but, for the affirming church. Right. right. And that was. And they affirmed. They affirmed, but, but there was, it was, it was kind of strange. Like what? Because I've uh, never been to a service. Um, it was a, a mix between, uh, well, it was a female pastor, priest, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But she was wearing a robe and. It, it kind of seemed like a, a Catholic service, okay. but at the same time, uh, I don't know what it was, honestly. Yeah, was probably kinda, Episcopal, I'm guessing. Maybe. So just we were just looking for some something, and you know, mm. eventually that didn't work out. So <clears throat> I didn't um, uh, pursue anymore. You know, we were happy for the vast majority of our relationship; everything was good, and um, so. When she and I started having troubles, when I was pregnant with um, our youngest, um, there was something already stirring in me. Hmm. I knew something was missing. I just, I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And I had a family. And just things started to move in me that it just didn't feel right. So um, we ended up um, breaking up and I knew where I needed to go was to go back to church. Wow. So I stepped out of the relationship yeah. and, um, causing her to just, you know, pain. And, um, but that was the reason why we broke up. I know she probably didn't want to say that, but mm. that's because I did, um, I was with, um, you know, I stepped out of the relationship. So. It was, it was difficult. I had, um, in my mind, I had built this, um, this picture of what my life was going to be like. Right. I had the, the perfect woman. Mm -hmm. I had great kids. We had the perfect home. Everything was so, so wonderful. And then she fell out of love with me, Yeah. you know, and that was devastating. So my sister had told me about Sandals Church and I did not want Sandals Church to be the church. Mm. I didn't expect Sandals Church to be the church where I was going to find Jesus, mm. you know? Um, like I said, I was- Why don't you think you wanted Sandals? It was so big. Oh, yeah. It was big. There were, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anybody, you know, and I didn't know if anybody ever- knew anybody else yeah. you know it was just such a big church and the yeah. church that i was raised in was a small church right. so i was looking for that yeah um but no god had something so different in mind and i just remember being um in church and hearing the sermon and just feeling like it was just you and i in mm. there and you were talking just to me isn't that amazing how god does yes it? yeah it's it's, it's scary. almost scary it's yeah. scary but it's so <laughs> amazing mm -hmm. and it just it's wonderful how you know just feels so personal yeah. you know mm -hmm. that he's there and you you i felt so seen and and wanted right you know um and how long is that before the debrief episode where you asked me that jaw-dropping so, question? That was in 2015. So I remember um, meeting you and just feeling in my heart that because uh, I was looking for a church and I knew that God had placed me in this in this mm. church. And I remember feeling the Holy Spirit tell me, this is him. Mm. This is your pastor. Wow. So um, I spoke to my dad about it and he was like, if that's your pastor, you make sure to go greet him, tell him hi and let him know that you, he is your pastor. Yeah. And I remember doing that. And um, that just, um, that helped me to be, to approach you a yeah. lot more. Uh, you know, it wasn't, Sandals Church wasn't as big as it is today, yeah. but I was able to talk to you after service. And there were a few times where I'm sure you remember I was a mess. Yeah. I was always crying, you know, and mm. I remember asking you, um, 
what to do mm-hmm. because um, my wife had left me. I have these three kids. I don't know what to do. And I remember you just specific. I don't, ex- I don't remember exactly what you said, but the word obedient mm-hmm. was just so loud and mm-hmm. it just penetrated my heart, yeah. my mind. And, and I knew that's what I needed to do. So from then, uh, you know, I, I stopped trying to pursue a bringing our, getting our relationship back together. And I just started pouring myself into church Mm -hmm. i started coming i wanted to live here there were saturday services i was here for both services sunday services i was here for for all three Mm. um and and on wednesdays you know the kids had a program i i joined a small group Mm -hmm. that was so important that was the best thing that i did Mm -hmm. was join a small group and the women in that small group were so wonderful yeah they were um just so accepting. Uh, they didn't judge me. They listened to me and they loved me so mm-hmm. well. And that was huge because yeah, none of them knew what to do with, yeah. with what I was going through, but they prayed with me. They mm-hmm. prayed for me. And it, it was, it was there where it was here in Sandals church where I had a true encounter with the living Christ. Yeah. And that was just so trans- yeah. transforming. You know? And I would just say to our audience is you don't have to have the answer what you do have to do is love the person. Mm-hmm. And, and again, and so, um, and so for, for anybody out there who's, who's gay or, um, or, or trans or whatever, this, this is what I, we just had a leadership meeting because we're trying to start, a, a ministry specifically targeting, I don't targeting is the wrong word, um, where it makes it easier for people to come. And so, um, you know, here's what I say. I, I told them is that I'm okay with anybody who's seeking God. What I'm not okay with is someone who comes to our church to change us. And I wouldn't go to, you know, a, a, um, a gay meeting or a gay pride parade with the intent on changing them. I, so what my expectation is that they would would do the same for us because we have religious com- convictions and this is who we feel like God has called us to be. And so we, we, we want to create a, a place where someone who's gay or same-sex attracted or trans if they're seeking God mm-hmm. and they're truly seeking God, this is the place for them. Um, if they're coming to change us or be mean or, and that's one of the things that's changed when I was a kid, religious people were mean mm-hmm. now, <laughs> and I'm not saying religious people aren't mean. I'm just saying the tide has turned. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I would just say that, that just, just, you know, you don't have to change what you believe. But there are two commands. One is about sexual behavior and the other is love your neighbor as Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And here you are, you're not just gay, you're a single mom going through a bad breakup. Mm -hmm. You're in a tough place. The church's job is to love you. And and I'm so grateful that we got that right. Because I know we've gotten some things wrong we're going to get to. (laughs) Okay, so what drew you to Sandals, Cindy? Well, my kids, really. uh, I wanted to spend more time with them. And they always asked me to go to church on Sundays with them. And I chose to watch a football game instead. Mm. Um, but uh, after a while, they kept luring me with uh, coffees. They said, there's fountains of coffee, mommy. Yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> and I could have sworn they said it was free. But it yeah. Didn't. Um, but yeah. yeah, I ended up uh, coming to Sandals. Um, my my job, because Anissa like, loves talking to people and yeah. I, you know, she's, she's wonderful. So I, so I would go pick up the kids and by that time she might be done talking yeah. to somebody she found in the hall, find yeah. in the hallway. But also, um, the, the more I was around people who were loving mm-hmm. and, um, and my kids, they just, they're always so happy and yeah. just that love coming here. Yeah. And so, um, 
after a while I, I started sitting in the and listening, mm-hmm. you know, as, as opposed to like, I can't wait to, to hear Pastor Matt say something I don't like. Right. You know, okay. so <clears throat> which <that's>, does happen. <laughs> <laughs> what, and it was kind of like I was telling Anissa at the time, it's like, oh, well, he had to say this. And even after the debrief. You said yeah. live together as sisters, yeah. and I did not like yeah, that. Well, yeah, it was hard uh, for both of us. Yeah. To hear I know, that. <laughs> so yeah. it was hard. Yeah, I'm like, ill sister. But right. after a while, that ended up happening. But um, with going to Sandals Church, my kids really were the 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 driving force behind that yeah. because they just I, I wanted to spend more time with them. I'm a yeah. mom. I love spending time with my kids. So ultimately, um, I finally. Uh, started attending and then dropping them off on Wednesday nights and then being with them, um, you know, for Awana. And then I was sitting in the, in the auditorium and there was people there who had their kids in Awana and they're just kind of waiting around. And so they, somebody came up with the idea, let's just start a small group. Yeah. And that's how I got involved with the small group, um, is just sitting around waiting for kids. And then it just became a, somewhere I wanted to be as opposed to somewhere I was not wanting. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't always happy though. Yeah. There were some people in the church that were not okay mm-hmm. with, with us. Um, I know for me when I first started coming and I was so messed up and I knew that I needed prayer and I remember asking someone to pray for me and she just, it just, she was not listening. Right. She did not hear me say, you know, that, uh, me and my wife just broke up. I need prayer. I need help. I don't know what to do. And she kept asking me to bring my husband right. to church and that, that they would pray for, for us, you know, yeah. there's, you know, and, and that was hard for me to hear, but I didn't, I didn't, maybe she thought I misspoke, yeah. you know, so that, that was, that was hard for me. I know. Yeah. But I mean, for me, I started attending sandals because of my kids and then, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, uh, just with small group and people around me and even people at, at, tr- at, um, work who knew that I started going to church, I uh, was encouraged by them because there's, there's Christians at work and, yeah. you know, and I live, yeah. I work in a very male dominated, dominated field yeah. and they, most of them are not vulnerable to mm-hmm. talk about Christ, you know, especially in public. And I, I kind of opened up and, People started seeing me at work differently, believe it or not. They started seeing, have you seen Cindy? You know, and they started noticing changes wow. and and they were asking me like, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I just started attending church and, you know, I, I gave my life to Christ. Wow. And, and so they were like, oh, okay, well, that's nice, you know. Mm. But yeah. some people actually approached me and say, hey, I'm a Christian too. Can we pray? Wow. So they would pray for yeah. me. And I have friends who um, I... Um, one of my friends who just retired from the industry, he, um, he's, he would always pray with me, you know, and he yeah. was very encouraging still to this day. So, so what, what led you to think about changing the way that you express your sexuality? Cause that's a, that was a big shift for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the time I was spending with this other person um, was off and on um, because I was back and forth with living that lifestyle and then being with mm-hmm. um, or trying to be a parent yeah, a hundred percent of the time. Uh, so I was f- 
I was struggling right. because I started attending church regularly. So I'm listening to the words and, and I've started feeling the conviction in my heart. Okay. Let's stop there. Okay. What was that first time like? Where, cause, cause now it's not just a talk. Yeah. Something. And, and I want everyone to listen to this, like, you know, cause people will say good talk. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where it shifts. And so you, were you in church last week when I talked about how to hear God's voice? Yes. So some unbeknownst to you, God is speaking to your heart and, 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 and what's happening? Well, honestly, what happened was I, I was listening to not only you, but I was listening to other sermons yeah. and and just really reading and praying. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was actually at this person's place one day mm-hmm. and I heard a voice say, you, you should not be here. Mm-hmm. You need to go. Yeah. Leave right now. I literally ran out the door. Wow. And that was the moment when I said, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but you heard a voice. I heard a voice. Yeah. And it said, you do not need to be here anymore. This is not what I want for you. Mm. And so that's when I left and I, I told Anissa about it. And she was just like, that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, we we started working on our friendship. I started seeing her as a sister. Mm-hmm. It wasn't weird anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that took a long time. Yeah, yeah, that no, was. Just, I mean, it was yeah. an overnight, but it yeah. was a while, yeah. and and yeah. we knew that's where we found our joy. Mm-hmm. That's where we found our peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're still parents, and we're still different people that have different ideas on how to raise children. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we still have those. But yeah. it's now it, more difficult. It to, was really difficult to go from someone who you're uh, romantically intimate with, yeah. and then to try to see them as anything different. Right, sure. That was so difficult because not only um, do I have to separate that. Okay, fine, we're not having sex anymore. But now I can't, I can't be jealous when she's talking to other people too, because, you know, yeah. she belonged to me before. You yeah, know? So yeah. that, that was, I needed a, a new mindset. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you specifically said you can live together, but you need to see each other as sisters. Right. I needed to hear that because right. we were living together already, mm-hmm. um, you know, just as friends. But to hear those words, you, you have to use that language, talk to the kids about it. Mm-hmm. You need to start to just to see her that way was such um just a different perspective that, right. and it sounds strange you know uh, that it's so simple right. but i didn't know that i didn't have that that perspective so i needed that right and if somebody's lost uh it's because of the kids the children i would not have asked you to try to live together because that is so difficult right. i asked you to do that for your children mm-hmm. because i did not want your kids to ever feel like god destroyed their family. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just, it is hard enough to be a kid. I think, I think that, and this is no judgment on you guys. I think it's challenging to have two moms. Oh yeah. I did not want, um, I did not want to add to just the challenge of, of, and one of your oldest is adopted. Like, mm-hmm. right. So like, we're just, we're just piling on here and I'm like, Lord, we, you do not, you hate divorce. Mm-hmm. You do not want to rip this family apart. And so, um, and so, so I just want the audience to understand, I wasn't trying to be cruel or mean to Mm -hmm. you. I was, I was, I I care about you too. And then I care about your three beautiful children Mm -hmm. and I had to advocate for them too. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I advise this incredibly difficult walk Mm -hmm. because I think that it it is difficult when you're so drawn to someone Mm -hmm. and, and, and you have been sexual before. It's very, very difficult, um, 
to stop that, you know? And so we have that conversation constantly with our heterosexual couples that come in for marriage counseling and are like, you want us to stop having sex? I'm like, yes, yes. Well, we already are. So yeah, but you, do you want us to bless this union or not? Mm -hmm. And you know, heterosexual couples are like, what? I'm like, and so some walk away. They're like, okay. I'm like, all right. Mm -hmm. Cause you can get married anywhere. You don't need, you don't need us. So that's amazing. And uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings, Cindy. I mean, a little bit that you were listening to other people. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. So um, what's it like going, well, you, you've talked a little bit about this, but what's it like going from the sexual relationship to the one that you have now? So you've talked about the conflict in parenting, but just how do you guys work together as friends now? Like, how does that work? Well, yeah, there's no more kissing and making up. Right. So we have to have conversations. Yeah. And like yeah. Cindy said, I can talk. I can talk all day. But. Oh, I'm a nine. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm relationally lazy. But I, I I, found that if I need to get my point across, I need to speak my mind. Yeah. You know, not hold it back. Mm-hmm. I would always just like, okay, whatever you want, Anissa. Yeah, yeah. Um, fine, we'll do that. But now it's like, nope, I do have an opinion. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Gonna take. And that's so, so important. So that's, that's the biggest difference. Um, the other difference is that, you know, I, I will respect each other and, you know, the way we live now, um, I was able to get us a home where we could sleep in separate rooms, you know, and, and have that space, you know, it's, I'm on one side of the house, she's on the other. So I know I remember praying for that. Yes. Yes. And that was a big deal. And then it kind of fell out and then it happened and yeah, it was a whole up and down. And, and that's what I would just say, you know, I think so many Christians think that when they start doing things God's way, it's going to be easy. Oh no. And it's like, no, 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 no. And, um, you know, I just remember you each week at church, we got it, we lost it. It's not happening. And then it happened and then we're moving Right? Yeah. (laughs) in December. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so let me ask you, let's start off with positive. And so just know that the negative question is coming. So we're going to start positive. How has Sandals Church helped you in this transition? You know what the next one is, is where we, where we missed it. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's start with the positive so I can feel good. And then we'll, we'll start with the reality because Sandals vision is to be real. And, um, Anissa, you know, I think most churches, you were talking about the, the small Pentecostal church that you, you grew up in. I, I think most churches' vision is to be unreal as possible as yeah. they can with themselves, God, and others. And it breaks my heart to know that they knew this woman was gay. And 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 did they vet her? Did they talk to her? Did they, you know, impress upon that? I mean, you guys know with our kids' ministry, we spend so right. much time, like, you know, and I mean— and I have sent people to jail from our church for, for violating. I mean, I didn't send them, but a judge sent them because they violated these principles. And um, it just breaks my heart that the church was not um, willing to say, hey, we got to protect our kids mm-hmm. because the, the, the church leadership is a de facto parent. And I see myself that in your guys' relationship. We can talk about that if that's weird or not, but I see myself as kind of like a, not a stepdad, but like a surrogate dad, father, you know, your kids, when they run up and hug me, yeah. it means so much to me and I care so much for them. So where has Sandals Church, and who wants to go first? I keep asking you <laughs> to go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on you this time, Cindy. Wh- what have we done right? Because this has been difficult. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I, you know, not really my experience, but the experience that, um, that, that, that drew me to, to Sandals Church is the fact that when Anissa went up and spoke to Adam Workman. Mm-hmm. I'm stealing your story. Okay. No. <laughs> so, um, but that to me spoke a lot because he, she was broken and asked for help. And then he was, 
he was like, well, let me, let me get you some help, mm. you know, listen to her, uh, was very empathetic. And that's, that's been my experience also with people that I, I serve with, mm -hmm. you know, even before we, this debrief on Sunday, you know, I asked for prayer yeah, from my, my group and, um, but honestly, I think just Sandal's uh, vision mm -hmm. of being real to me, it was uh, something I'd never heard of, mm -hmm. um, something that, you know, even in a Catholic church, the small time or the small, small amount of time that I actually went to church, it wasn't like that. It was mm. just listen to the priest and, and, and they spoke and then mm. that was it. Um, but here it's more about, um, bringing your true self and talking about that mm -hmm. and how we can change or we can address those things. Right. So for me, that's, that's how, uh, that's how we've been something that drew me to the sandals is that vision, mm -hmm. uh, honestly. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to embarrass Cindy a little bit. Um, but we were sitting in church. It was probably a couple months ago. We were kind of talking about this idea of having this show. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what I said, Cindy, but I'll never forget what you said. And it meant so much to me. You said, I trust you, Pastor Matt. We trust you. And I think I was thanking you for trying to live this. I don't remember what I said. I'm like you, Nisa. I just talk. And, um, but you said that to me and, um, I tell my kids this all the time. I, I, you know, whenever we're having difficulties, I said, you never have to ask, you never have to wonder about my love for you, mm -hmm. but I say trust is something that's earned. Mm -hmm. So I love my kids. I don't always trust them, <laughs> you know, because they, they violate that trust because they're sinners. And as a dad, I try really, really hard not to violate that trust with them or with my wife because trust is broken in one instance. And when you said that to me, it was really humbling, Cindy, because, um, and I just want you to know that I, I carry that, that burden to try to be honorable for you and try to be honorable for both of you and to honor the sacrifice that you're making for Jesus as we understand him. And I know we're going to get, you know, there's going to be haters online that comment on this. And what I would say to every gay person that's listening that says that I'm, I don't understand the Greek and I'm missing out on what the Bible says. What I would say to you is we, the three of us are trying to worship Jesus and honor him with our bodies in the way that we understand it. And if I could see scripture any other way, because I don't have one way or the other, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, you know, I mean, what you guys do ultimately sexually, what matters to me is what God says that you should do. Mm -hmm. And I, I, a lot of my gay friends that are, are anti-church, they don't understand that. Like, I don't have this personal stake. Like, like I care what you do in your bedroom. I, I don't, but God does. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to try to, to honor that the best I can. And so when you said, Cindy, that I trust you, um, I, I felt like it, it was a punch in the chest, but it was a loving punch in the chest. And it was a reminder that the people of this church um, trust you, and 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 I need to hold that trust carefully and delicately because, um, you know, I know that you guys love God. I know that you love me, but trust, whew, mm -hmm. it's a very very precious thing, and um, and I'm just grateful that that you said that to me, and so I'm grateful if, that despite all that we've done, yeah. the mistakes, you trust me, and and I just wanted to add one more thing is. <clears throat> the consistency with you, Pastor Matt, mm -hmm. is, is what brought me that trust mm -hmm. is always, you're, you're loving, but you're firm. Yeah. And so you've always been that way. And 
my whole life has been nothing but inconsistency. Yeah. So when I found that here and with with you, mm-hmm. I knew that was something that I was missing and something that I look forward to yeah. all the time. And let me just say, Cindy, that's the Lord. Because if you met young Matt Brown, there was nothing consistent about him. You know, everybody's today is <clears throat> graduation day. When you guys are driving right. here, did you see mm-hmm. out right. of high school, into college? Right. And I was thinking about where I was headed and it was nowhere good. It was nowhere good. And I was a mess. And um, last year we celebrated <clears throat> my birthday at my sister-in-law's house. And she said the same thing that you said. She said, you are the consistent person mm-hmm. in our family. Mm-hmm. And that's the Lord. The Lord has has right. cemented me as that in my biological family and in my church because he does change the human heart mm-hmm. when we offer it to him. And so mm-hmm. thank you so much. And I'm grateful. Okay, your turn. Yeah, uh, I wanted to to add to like something about Cindy, like it was it was so convicting for me because she did attend um, Catholic church, mm-hmm. you know, but she did not know that Jesus died mm. on the cross for her. Mm. She didn't know that until she came to Sandals Church yeah. and yeah. heard one of your messages that that told her that. So it was yeah. so convicting for me because I grew up in the church and that's like Christian 101, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at youth, you group, that. at youth group, um, one of the youth pastors told me they were talking about the resurrection and some kid said out loud, wait, what? He rose? Oh, wow. Like just... Right. And we just all think that yeah. that's what everybody knows. Everybody knows that now. <clears throat> you know, because that's, that's a game changer. Oh, right. he... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He did it for me. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that was huge there. But yeah, um, that's that's one of the reasons why I serve in kids mm-hmm. because I don't want them to miss that. Yeah. You know, I missed it for how many years? <laughs> uh, 35 years. Right. And then I finally heard it. And I was like, wow, <sighs> it finally makes sense to me. Yeah. When she said, why didn't you tell why me? Why didn't yeah. you tell me? <laughs> so, but. Oops. I mean, that's why I serve because like, yeah. I want to make sure that they're mm-hmm. they're getting that message. Yeah. yeah. So I think Sandals Church gets right is having um, community groups. Mm. Um, some there's always somebody willing and able to talk to mm-hmm. to help through this. I love that we have these conversations because growing up, no one ever had that conversation yeah. with me. Um, I love that you tell us that we need to have these conversations with our children. Yeah. I wasn't having those conversations. I didn't know that that was what was missing. Mm. So that that was something um, that I learned that was important, you know. And and with with any relationship with mother son, you know, um, sisters, you know, friends, communication is so important. And I learned that here in, yeah. in Sandals Church, we need to talk about everything, you know. Okay. So, all right, Cindy, where has Sandals Church? Where where do we need to do things better? And I, I I remember one specific thing you've told me. If you don't remember, I don't remember. Just kind of some of the looks you get um, when you guys are together with your family, and that and it grieves my spirit. Well, I don't want you to grieve too much because I was talking to Anissa about that, and mm. at the time when I felt that, mm. it was really I was in my guilt. I was okay. just sitting in it. Okay. So it wasn't what some somebody said or did. It was just really me mm-hmm. just not feeling good about myself and 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 being here, you know, because I was still trying to live in the life and then still try to come here and, right. and, and be the mom that I'm supposed to be. So I really I know we've we went up for prayer one time and this gentleman, poor guy, I don't see him anymore, but he he didn't he was he was just thrown so off guard. Nervous. Yeah. He, he we asked for prayer, you know, we we're you know, we're trying to live together and I don't remember what the prayer request was, but he was so nervous and yeah. 
he didn't know <clears throat> what to say, but Anissa's on the prayer team now, and they're, I'm sure they're a lot better now yeah. at addressing those things and yeah. how to pray for people. But well, and I'm that's really... the beauty of what you guys have done is you've helped make us a better church. Mm. So, you know, mm. and I still don't think we're where we need to be, but yeah, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. How about you? What can we do better? <clears throat> uh, I, honestly, I think everything has been been just so good. You know, there's so much love. There's so much um, now acceptance, you know, from where we've come and the accountability yeah. was so important, mm-hmm. you know, uh, holding us accountable um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into some, some tough questions. And so if you're a parent out there or who has a kid that thinks maybe they're gay or trans, um, and, um, and I hate to lump, you know, the trans conversation is something that's new to the gay community. I mean, they just added that. And there's, there's a big movement in the gay community to separate that out Mm. and say, Hey, this is a different Mm. thing. Uh, and that's not to offend anyone that's trans. It's just the, the world is changing so fast. And, um, you know, and the, and the, the letters just keep getting longer and that they've just added a plus at the end so that I guess right. they can mm-hmm. just, cause they figured out, okay, it's too, too, too long. long. Um, but what message would you have for someone that's listening that is gay, um, and is just curious about Jesus? Like maybe they're, I don't even know that they feel like something's missing. I mean, you said that, that something was missing. God actually spoke to you. That's how God spoke to me, by the way. Um, he told me in my twenties, you need to get out. Mm-hmm. And I got, I was with a girl and I, I was gone. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. So what message do you have to someone that's gay? Um, Because it's just a different time. You guys were alone in this. Um, There was a lot of shame in the Mm -hmm. 90s around um, being gay or trans. I'm not saying that there isn't in every list, every gay person. There's just so much less. It's just just so much less nowadays. Um, and, And that's not to minimize somebody's struggle. But what would you say to somebody in our church who's gay and they're like, I don't know if Jesus is worth it. I don't know if I should pursue sandals. Um, what would you say? I think if you're curious about Jesus, look, come. he says, you know, yeah. come and see, you know, and just pursue that. Um, but be vulnerable with him about it. You know, when, when I came back to church, I was in desperate need of help. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening. I remember praying, asking for the Lord to uh, give me clarity of where my life is, where it's supposed to be. And I was just so vulnerable mm-hmm. with him and, um, it, it praying and asking him to help and then him helping in a way that I didn't want him to help. I didn't want him, uh, to do the things the way that he did it. It just, it wasn't what I expected, but I, reluctantly received it, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, that, that's the biggest thing is, is be vulnerable and be willing to, to hear with an open heart and an open mind, because he, he's always speaking to us. Mm-hmm. He calls us to him all the time. And, um, if we would just listen, there's only goodness mm-hmm. in that, you know, and, and like Cindy was saying, this is where you will find joy. I found so much joy and, and peace. Mm-hmm in, in Christ. Mm. What about you, Cindy? Because your journey was a little different. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you were, you were attending church at the same time mm-hmm. you were sleeping with a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, that's that. And just so you know, that's where most of our gay people are right. that are coming to church. They're not abstinent. They're right. participating in their sexuality. Um, what, what would you say to that person? It's like, I don't know. Well, if you're feeling that feeling of a burden or a heavy weight on your shoulders, 
that's that that's a sign for you to to surrender mm. to start seeking um start listening mm -hmm. um don't be uh afraid to open up um don't hold back mm. but listen to the words that are being spoken mm. and look for a leader or somebody that you trust in the church and i'm talking to the people that are attending church because there are people who are are they are they they just want to live in that lifestyle right. even though they know mm -hmm. the truth mm -hmm. um i'm talking to the people that want to to free themselves yeah. from those chains Mm. Uh, continue to seek God, mm -hmm. continue to talk about um, what Christ has done for you. Because mm -hmm. to me, that was the difference. What he did for me was mm -hmm. the difference for me. Yeah. I could never, I could never repay that. I could never mm -hmm. do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and he loved me mm -hmm. enough to do that for me. And, and, and they need, they need to know that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, and, Love does not equal sex. Right. And that's what I had to, to get in my mm -hmm. mind is that love mm -hmm. does not equal sex. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, I'm glad that you said that. So we're, we're sitting down with a bunch of ministers and we're kind of writing out the vision statement for this future ministry uh, for people who are LGBTQ. And I said, I said, point number one, love is love and sex is sex. Because what the, what the gay community has done so well is they've married those things. And I'm like, look, man. You know, I love my wife. We are not always having sex, but I am all I am called to always love her. And those are separate things. Mm -hmm. And and we have to separate that because otherwise we're, we're going to lose um, these people that are seeking God. Did you guys get to hear this last week's sermon where you hear for who does the message on who, yes. how to hear God? Mm -hmm. So there's just so much about God that is so <laughs> consistent that sometimes we miss um, you know, God's anger towards the Israelites mm -hmm. and, and just, and some of us are like, I don't get it. I don't get why God is so, uh, angry, but you mentioned it when you said you had to release Cindy because you had a jealousy for mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. when she was yours. Mm -hmm. God has a jealousy right. for that, which is his mm -hmm. and, and he is the lover that pursues and he goes all the way in. And so this is what so many Christians miss about what happens with Hulda, what happens with Josiah. So Josiah is this young kid. He's eight years old. You know, he has, you know, it, it's kind of like, I, I think our president now, you know, I don't think he's running things. I think it's the people around him. I think the same thing was happening with Josiah. He's just a young kid. Mm -hmm. People are making the decision. Josiah didn't say, hey, let's put a penis in the temple. Mm -hmm. he, that's not what he did, but he did say, hey, let's take an offering to, to repair the temple. And this is what so, so many people miss. Where do they put the Asherah pole? Inside the holiest of holies. Mm -hmm. guess, guess where God's temple is today? It's you and it's mm -hmm. me. And, and what's happening there, right? It's this sexual perversion of bringing something that should not be into something that is. And, it's, and, and, and so now we're the temple. And so what you guys allow into your body sexually either is blessed by God or offends God. The same thing with me. Um, what I do with my body either you know blesses God or offends God. And so what Josiah recognized was the sacredness of the temple. And he made all these reforms. What I want our listeners to understand is, listen, whether you're gay or straight, if you are a Christian, your body is sacred. Yes. It is the holiest of holies, and God cares deeply about mm -hmm. what you do with that mm -hmm. and what you bring in. And so um, 
you know, there's a reason, you know, I don't look at porn. I don't want to bring that into my eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring that into my life because I recognize. And so here's the amazing things, you know, when I was a younger man, I, I would say I struggled with that. Now it's repulsive to me mm -hmm. because God has so changed my heart. And, 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 and I would just say that's a journey just like the journey started with you when you came to Sandals and De Desperation, just like the journey with Cindy, I too have my own journey. And this is what I would say for, for everyone at Sandals. We need to welcome people as they're on their journey, but we never compromise in pointing to the way. Mm -hmm. So we don't get to decide whether people walk the way. Jesus said, narrow is the road that leads to life, and there are few that find it. Our job is to point to the narrow road and to lovingly encourage people mm -hmm. to come. Have you guys ever read C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember yeah. where they're just they're just beg the angels are begging mm -hmm. him to cross and to mm -hmm. come into heaven and you know his own mother, his own demon, all these things. So the great divorce is not about uh, marriage; it's about uh, people not getting into heaven and mm -hmm. everything pulling you from God. Mm -hmm. And the angels are just like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And mm -hmm. so I would just say that our job is to root for people, to encourage people. Mm -hmm to choose Jesus and to follow him. But ultimately it's their choice. Mm -hmm. Even like with my kids, I love my kids. My daughter's in here. Um, I want her to love and serve the Lord. I cannot make her. Mm -hmm. It's her choice. Yeah. So I can encourage her. I can point her in that direction. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Um, last question. Um, how important is your church in living out your faith? I think I know the answer for you guys, but. Um, well, you know, everything that's offered here, um, the youth group for yeah. our oldest son, um, mm -hmm. is, is a blessing because we're women and yeah. we have a boy yeah. and he's going through, you know, the changes, 15 yeah. year old, and we don't know how to relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily we have good, they, he has really good leaders mm -hmm. in, yeah. in youth group where he can talk to them about his struggles and, and, you know. And she's very involved. Like, hey, you need to talk yeah. to my kid about yeah. this stuff. And oh, and, I know Anissa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I mean, the church itself has so um, many opportunities where um, you just open up the door, and, and we just need to walk in and take yeah. it. Yeah. You know, the invitation. Yeah. Right. So, how about you, Anissa? Yeah, um, I'm always going to go back to like the people that are here in Sandals Church that are actually living out the vision of being mm -hmm. real. That's been so important. You know, um, deciding to follow Christ again was huge for me, and I I needed to remove myself from the LGBTQ community, and that's mm -hmm. what I did. That's that's what I needed to do. And having a church community to hold me accountable, mm -hmm. that would that's so important to me. Um, and not just the accountability, but the encouragement, right. you know, the reminder that, um, I don't have to carry that shame anymore. Mm. You know, that that's, that's been really huge for me. Um, I, I've been, I think in three small groups since I first started coming to Sandals Church, the first one was just all women. That was the first group that I, that I joined. And then I moved on to a group that had men mm -hmm. in the group because of my kids, my boys needed, um, men, my daughter needed to see, you yeah. know, healthy, uh, Christian men as well. And, and path group, mm -hmm. path group was something huge. I was raised in a Christian church, but I didn't, my religion was handed to me yeah. and I needed to discover Jesus for myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's, here's where Jesus was for me. It was Sandals Church. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Amen. All right, this is not on the list. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> what would you say to a parent in our church whose kid is gay? What would you say to them? Because it's happening more and more and more. Um, you know, what would you say to them? Because y- you know, I mean, maybe what do you wish your dad would have said? Love, love your child like like no one else. Uh, listen to your child, listen to your kids. They have so much to say and just be patient because sometimes they don't say it right away. They won't, they won't be, uh, wholeheartedly honest, um, and bring them to, to church, uh, give them, uh, a space where they could, um, hear the truth mm-hmm. about the love and, um, acceptance mm-hmm. that Jesus has for them. Uh, talk to your kids talk to them and and try and understand them and don't judge them mm-hmm. you know have um, the hard conversations yes. cuz that's a really hard conversation and no judgment um your kids will just shut down mm-hmm. and yeah. when you start to uh start judging them or putting them down in any way um just give them a space where they can be open and honest with you and if you can't get them to talk to you find someone who they will right. talk to mm-hmm. that you you are that that you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And what I would say to every parent out there and, um, you know, is, is parenting's the long game. And I think a lot of times we lose our minds in the moment and we just have to understand it's, it's a long game. And, you know, there are two, there, there are no more two surprised people in Sandals church than Peggy and Steve Brown mm-hmm. who sit and are led spiritually by their son. Think about how weird that is. Like the little baby that my mom breastfed, that they changed my diapers, they taught me to walk, they taught me to talk, talk, and now I'm their spiritual leader. And there was a time where I know they didn't see that. And so, and what I would just say is when you don't have the words to say to your child, say whatever you need to say to God, because God, you know, that's what, what Romans says is the Holy Spirit prays for us in utterances when we cannot speak it, when we cannot say it, the Holy Spirit intervenes and can speak to our child. And, and I said this um, last week in the sermon, your prayers will outlive you. Mm-hmm. And so just just always let your kids know, I love you. I, I may not agree ultimately with mm-hmm. with your, your lifestyle choices, but man, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't agree with the, the lifestyle choices of our heterosexual kids. So, but you love them, mm-hmm. you care for them. And so never create a category for a kid because they're gay that you wouldn't create for them because they're straight. And so I would just say, parent your kid and just say, I love you. I'm here for you and you can trust me. And um, what I hope that my kids know is that even when it hurts me, I will tell them what they need to hear, not, not, not just what I want them to hear. And so they can trust me to give them good sound advice. And I think that's so rare in the world today, especially when it comes to sexuality, because people typically, when it comes to sexuality, want something, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a lover is not objective. <laughs> you know, I mean, a lover has yeah. huge stakes in the game. And, and oftentimes we, we think that that person just sees us, but, but desire clouds, it, it mm-hmm. just does. And, uh, parenting, you guys know, you have your kids, you don't, you, you have a love for them. That's completely absent of sexual desire, but yeah, that love is intense. Mm-hmm. And that's the love that God has for us. And so I would just say, hang on and, and, um, you know, and just keep loving them. And, and if there's anybody out there who's gay the, the, and, and you're seeking God, Sandals Church is the place for you. And, and we will always be the place for you. We are open to you. We do not affirm uh, the gay lifestyle. And what I mean by that is sex. I hate saying the, the lifestyle, but <laughs> sexual intercourse. Um, 
is, is where we say, hey, and that's the same rules we have for uh, those of us who are straight. We want to honor God with our bodies. And so I realize that's difficult. It sounds bizarre, but God pursues us just like he pursued Cindy, just like he spoke to you. And, and I love that because I what you said was almost verbatim what God spoke to me in the early 90s, man. Mm-hmm. It was like, get out. Like, mm-hmm. you, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. And um, and, I, and I've I've been able to live that for almost 30 years, man, that, yeah. that you know, that I've been able to trust God uh, in this way. And so I just want you to know that we love you. And if you're a parent, I don't think that it is easy to parent nowadays. It is extraordinarily difficult, especially with our schools going crazy. Um, you know, we're going to look back on this 20, 30 years from now and just laugh at how silly education was where we were telling kids to pick their gender. Mm-hmm. And just it's just very, very scary. Um, and so, um, you know, just be there for the kids and let them know we love them. And hopefully Sandals Church will be the place where uh, kids that are questioning, kids that are gay, kids that are trans, they'll say, you know what? I may not believe in Jesus, but I know that church loves me and mm-hmm. it's a safe place for me to figure out who I am and who God's calling me to be. That is my home run for Sandals Church, mm-hmm. that we could be that place. And um, and again, parents in here, I, I hope that you know you will allow your, your kids to be friends with kids that are gay because they they need friends. They need good friends and they need the church. And so many times I see conservative parents shelter and it's like, okay, it's okay to protect, but it's not okay to ostracize. And I just, it drives me crazy. And so, um, you know, we want to love these kids and and we want to, because uh, our kids are going to have to go out in the world some, at some point. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I would rather have them be, have to figure that out in the church. So thank you so much, both of you guys. I love thank you. you. I am honored to be your pastor. Um, I love your kids. Um, I, I love seeing you at the Hunter Park campus each and every week. And uh, Anissa, thanks for praying with me alongside when people, you know, you see the people that are hurting at our church. And it's just so sad, the, the amount of things that people are going through every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, this week was just, woo, right. oh my gosh. I, I I was like, is anybody coming out not crying as I was standing there greeting people? So, but uh, hopefully they were, they were good tears. So thank you uh, for listening, Sandals Church. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Anissa. Thank, thank you, you to your family. We love you guys, and I thank you for these real conversations. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Debrief Podcast with Matt Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, consider liking, subscribing, and sharing it with a friend. If you would like to submit a question to Pastor Matt, you can do so at move.sc slash ask. And if you would like to support the work we are doing, consider donating at donate.sc. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.